Is Brian McClellan willing to trade Hendricks LaPierre and Connor McMichael? Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and a welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this week... Before the trade deadline, we know the trade deadline is Friday, March 2nd. There is a lot of activity, a lot of rumors swirling around out there. Most notably, what emanates from Elliot Freeman's 32 Thoughts podcast is, are there teams that are interested in Lars Eller and Nick Jensen? Those are some big names on this team. I mean, ultimately, it's not too big of a surprise. We knew that Eller and Jensen were on expiring contracts, but could we be planning on two other players leaving this team in short order? We'll talk about that in the show. And then we will talk about Connor McMichael and Hendricks LaPierre. Is there the possibility that Brian McClellan would entertain the idea of trading One of those two players. What I would revere is two of the crown jewels in the Washington Capitals organization as far as prospects and futures are concerned. Would Brian McClellan consider trading Hendricks LaPierre or Connor McMichael? We'll talk about that. And then later in the show, we will talk about Barry Trotz as he was named the new GM of the Nashville Predators. But just to get going here, like I talked about in today's 32 Thoughts podcast, Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick were pontificating about what player is going to go here and what player is going to go there. And it was brought up the Washington Capitals as they took a spin around the National Hockey League. And he gave his thoughts about the potential uh, for movement on the Capitals. He also spoke a bit about the Dmitry Orlov trade. And what I'm hearing there is that the Orlov camp was looking for a six or seven year deal. The Capitals only wanted to go all in on a three year deal. And I think that was the wise decision to make. As great of a hockey player as Dmitry Orlov is right now, how, what kind of player is he going to be seven years from now? Uh, Tough questions, and I know that there are sentimental feelings and attachments associated with these players that, you know, whatever we got to do to keep these familiar faces on here, that's what we got to do. That is the attitude that we're going to need as Caps fans to move on from. We can't, you know, want to put all of our eggs in this basket just for nostalgia purpose. Uh, So that is why they're going to do it. So he did speak about Lars Eller and Nick Jensen in particular talking about that in this in Washington hockey. Now they were talking about it here as well. He's open for business and teams know he means it and they're calling him, Friedman said. McClellan has been negotiating with UFAs, asking them what they want going in the future. He mentioned that Dmitry Orlov trade arose out of a deal becoming impossible between both sides. And now there's discussion around other defensemen, including Nick Jensen, who the team is still trying to sign, but at the same time is garnering a lot of attention from another, a lot of clubs. Um, And we know that that was going to be the case. Um, 
because, and you know, this could be advantageous for the Capitals. Why? Because we kind of know that this is a squandered year. The chance of the Caps making it to the playoffs and making it, you know, to the Stanley Cup are remote at best. So, being that they know that, you know, the Capitals want to move on from some players, maybe they will garner a bigger return. Do you think that Nick Jentz could help bolster some team that's making a playoff push on the blue line? Of course. So I think that that is, you know, gives the advantage to Brian McClellan and the Capitals as they could seek a big return, potentially draft picks. And that's what I'll talk about a little bit later on the show is draft picks. I'm all about building the future of this team, not this win now mode. That is why the Capitals are in the position that they're in right now is they have spent the last several years being in win now mode, whatever it means, draft picks. Uh, prospects, give them all away just so we can have a chance of winning this year. You know, even understanding that those players in many cases were rentals, you know, and it's March right now. So if these are expiring contracts that are coming to teams, that means that they will ostensibly only have them for the next couple of months, maybe few months at best. So is it really, you know, is it worth it to to sell the family farm, the team farm, if you will, for a, a player that's only going to help your team on the short term? And if we want to swing the camera around towards the Capitals, does it make sense to give up all these players uh, for a team that is ultimately, in my assessment right now as I record this, not destined for the playoffs? Im not impossible, but improbable. Uh, that is where the Caps are at right now. Jensen, there's a quite a few teams with interest. Friedman said, citing the Toronto Maple Leafs and Ottawa Senators as two of the suitors. So I think what McClellan is doing right now, the decision was made on Orloff, and now I think he's making a decision. Is there a deal to be made here, or am I moving on? In addition to Jensen, defensemen Eric Gustafson, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, and Matt Irwin, and Dylan Mickelrath, along with forwards Lars Eller, Connor Sherry, Marcus Johansson, and Nicholas Abe-Kubel, are all set to hit free agency. Martin Fervari and Alexiev, as we know, are RFAs. The Dallas Stars and New Jersey Devils also had reported interest in Lars Eller. And I and I love Lars Eller, and I'll never forget his contributions and his great moment when they won the Stanley Cup. But ultimately, he's due for a new contract at the end of this season, and the chances of him coming back are remote to zero. And ultimately, you know, again, I'm most thankful for Lars Eller's contributions to this team. A really great player, a great guy. All around, I just don't see them coming to terms with a new deal on this team that is looking to retool and reboot a lot of re's on the fly here. So, um, you know, again, thank you for your contributions, but this team is looking to get younger. It's looking to get faster, to be on par of more with what, say, the Sabres are. I mean, you know, the Sabres were a deplorable team for years, but they're young and they're fast. And I think the envy to a lot of uh, other teams around the NHL that are kind of stuck with these these players, these aging, these geriatric players that are looking to get younger and be as fast. Because let's face it, that's what the Capitals were trying to do against the Sabres. They were trying to be run and gun and try to keep up pace with the kids. It was the old guys taking on the kids. And ultimately, the, the kids won there. And the old guys were left winded on the sidelines on the bench there. So that's my assessment going forward, uh, that there is going to be some, you know, a lot of talk about players that are going to want to go to different teams. And I ultimately think that the Capitals should entertain those conversations. If it seems like the Caps are at an impasse and those players are not going to come back to this team 
Why not get what you can, get the most you can possibly get? Draft picks is where I'm at here. Um, or, you know, because you take a look at some of the players that are going to come here. We don't want to add another older player to this team. Craig Smith comes to, to mind here. You know, ultimately, that was just all about getting him off Boston's book. So they said, if you're going to get these draft picks, you also have to take him. As we know, as we've heard, they were Boston was shopping him around. And, you know, the Capitals had to bite the bullet there. Now, is there the possibility that he could come here? You know, I know he's already played, but is there the chance that he could really play that well that he's going to find a spot in the long term? Sure, anything's possible. I just don't think that's going to be the case. I think that Boston, the Bruins, just wanted to get his contract off the books. But taking a look at Lars Eller, expiring contract. Jensen, expiring contract. All of the Capitals' blue line, except for John Carlson, expiring contracts. Dmitry Orloff, already out the door. Uh, this is what I spoke of on this podcast. If the Capitals are going to start anywhere about exploring you know, the future, start on the blue line because we know they're not all coming back. Orloff was one of the top um, blue liners, and he's gone. So if they're willing to part with him, I think that you know Trevor Van Riemsdyk and Jensen and uh, Gustafson. I think that anyone is in play. And it's interesting how you know everything has changed. Everything's fluid and in flux. Yesterday, I was talking about in the podcast that Brian McClellan said that certain players are untouchable, and he said Jensen and Gustafson in that conversation. Now I hear that there's teams giving Connor Sherry the full court press. Um, so I, that's what I'm talking about. It's it's going to be interesting for Brian McClellan, and is he going to be able to resist the urge, um, you know, to to make some rash decisions? I think that you know, uh, every the, the court the ball is in his court, and it's up to him to make the best decisions. If you want to move on from a Connor Sherry or an Eric Gustafson, that's fine, but don't take no low ball deal. Get the biggest and the biggest payload you can get in return to help stock this team. Uh, so they can make a push in future years. As we know, I think it's pretty much, you know, a given that this is season right now could be a squandered year. So let's build it for the future and let's get the most that we possibly can if we want to move on from Eller, Jensen, uh, Connor, Sherry, fill in the blank, whoever the case may be. I think there's going to be some big moves. Uh, we already saw it with Orloff and Hathaway. That is just the beginning in my assessment. All right, so after the break here, we're going to talk about Connor McMichael and Hendrick Slop here. We're going down this road again. We're kicking the can down the road. As we hear about Connor McMichael and Hendrick Slop here being rumored to being trade bait out there, if Brian McClellan should do one thing, it's to resist that urge. Why should he do that? I'll talk about that next. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories in? you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise on taste, and man, I've got the thing for you. you got to try a Built Bar. With Built Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. So what makes a Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% chocolate. Yeah, that's right, Real chocolate. And I've spoke on this pod, podcast how you can get these at builtgut.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs, or if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. 
The NHL deadline is Friday, March 3rd. Join us live on Locked On NHL YouTube channel from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern as the Locked On NHL hosts break down the biggest deals from across the league. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And that is our plan on Locked On. On Locked On Capitals is to have you covered all day. So make sure and subscribe and follow Locked On Caps on Twitter or at DanCaps218 and make doubly sure that you are subscribed to to the YouTube channel, just search for Locked On Capitals. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about uh, some players, you know, crown, the crown jewels, I'm going to go ahead and say. Connor McMichael, Hendricks LaPierre, you know, drafted in the top of their draft class, you know, always revered as potential players on this team for bigger things and better things. Um, and now I'm hearing rumblings and rumors out there that it's a potential that there are teams looking for their services. Is Brian McClellan going to be able to resist the urge of trading Hendricks LaPierre and Connor McMichael um, for, you know, what I'm hearing is an NHL-ready younger player? Um, that is an interesting thing there. Uh, again, we're going to reference the 32 Thoughts podcast. Friedman also added the team is considering big-name defenseman Jacob Chikrin to help the team, but that will be costly to pull off and will take a lot of future assets, with examples being Connor McMichael and Hendricks LaPierre. McClellan is apparently weighing the pros and cons of potentially dealing players like that away for Chik- Chikrin or keeping those players in the system. They're weighing that too. Do we trade most of our assets for one player? That's something they are considering, Friedman said, adding it's not only considering Chikorin, it's considering is that the best plan? Absolutely not. I would go ahead and pass on Chikorin. I know that he's this huge name around the NHL, and how great would that be to have Chikorin on this team? He has a two years left on his current deal, so he would not be a rental But still, I don't want to go down this road. And Brian McClellan, if there's some remote possibility that you're listening to this or watching this, avoid that urge. Avoid the urge of trading away futures for one player. I don't want to trade Hendrick Slopier and Connor McMichael for Jacob Chickern. And I know that there's probably going to be some people that would, you know, disagree with that. But we've been here. We always talk and we never nurture the players that we have on our current roster. We always want to be in this mode of, you know, satisfaction now and winning now. And that is why we are the position that we're in right now is that we put all our chips in on this aging roster. And guess what? They're all getting old and they can't keep pace with the rest of the younger younger players in the NHL. That is why, even though it is going to be to fight the urge of everything that this team has been about for years, is to finally get younger, to finally get these younger players in there. And I'm not talking about a fire sale. I'm not talking about a tear it down to the studs and bring in all new players. But what I'm talking about is slowly integrating your Connor McMichael, your Hendrick Slopierre, your Vincent Iorio, those kind of players. Um, because if you're just, you know, say for example, say some weird thing happened and they did trade Connor McMichael and Hendrick Slop here for one defenseman, a good defenseman, albeit, but on a two-year deal, you know, even if they were able to get him to an extension, I'm against it. What I would do is I would put all my cards in on getting Gustafson back, Jensen back, 
um, Eric Gustafson back to this team, right? That's what I would do. I would not just go for this this big, um, sexy name, this marquee name, if you will, um, for 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 what you know. Okay, so say you have Carlson and you have Chikrin out there. Is it you know there's going to be a lot of money invested in those players? Was it really worth it to deplete uh, your farm system, your AHL team once again? for one name that is a bigger name out there. Um, but then what are you going to do with the rest of your D pairing? So you have, uh, you know, so what you have is uh, Carlson and Chikrin out there and Faravari and who else? So um, I just, I don't, I don't like this at all. And, you know, I hear it a lot on Twitter and, and Caps fans out there going, oh my God, wouldn't that be great if Chikrin was here and they're going to win a cup. That's not going to help the team this year. Having Chikrin on this team is not going to make the Capitals win the Stanley Cup. They can't do it with Alex Ovechkin on the team. How are they going to be able to do it, um, you know, with having J- uh, Chikrin on this team or fill in the blank out there? The teams that are on the verge of doing big things, see the Timo Meyer to the New Jersey Devils. That makes sense. They are in second place in the Metro Division. That makes sense. Tarasenko going to the Rangers, who's in third place in the Metro. That makes sense. The Capitals getting a big marquee name when they sit next to the bottom of the Metro. That makes zero sense to me. I would put all my cards in on building a future or, um, you know, so get some draft picks, but try as best you can to solidify this team for the long term. Try to tie up Gustafson and Jensen uh, to some longer-term deals out there. I would also say the same thing goes even widen the lens a little bit more on Connor Sherry. You know, he he leads the team. He's one of the top goal scorers on the team. Why not try to bring him to come back to this team? And I know that that kind of flies in the face of getting younger, but that's what I talked about. Incrementally, give Connor McMichael and Hendrick Slop here their shot at camp again next fall. Um, and if they're good, then then take it from there. It doesn't need to be this polarizing, I'm in or I'm out. But I'm just against what the Caps have done for such a long time is just to totally gut the farm system so you can have this big name out there. Shattenkirk comes to mind. That popped up on my news feed. I posted it <laughs> where the Capitals got Shattenkirk on this team. And what did that do? Um, I don't remember all the details of that deal, but I do remember that Shattenkirk came here as a rental I don't know, what was it, four or five years ago already here? And ultimately, he didn't do a whole lot to help this team. Um, So that is what I'm talking about. If you're on the verge, if you're on the cusp, sometimes it can help. It's not going to help the Capitals this season, and that is why I'm against it. But after the break here, we are going to talk about Barry Trotz. Yes, the beloved Barry Trotz of your Washington Capitals as they won the Stanley Cup in 2018, and he was the head coach, but he's moved on to other things now he is the GM of the Nashville Predators, and we'll talk about him a little bit more after the break. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now I've been taking it for several months, and it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of these things. 
Now, I personally take it because I have some young children at home, and if you have kids at home, maybe you can relate that you need that boost of energy. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugars, no GMOs or nasty chemicals, while still tasting great. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about your former Caps head coach, Barry Trotz. There's so many positive memories associated with him, him coming here and, you know, him being the head coach of the Washington Capitals as they win the Stanley Cup. Alex Ovechkin and the Capitals were finally able to get over that hump and win a Stanley Cup. And who did that? Barry Trotz. And subsequently, he has gone on. You know, we know that he went out to the Islanders, and then he was replaced for Lane Lambert. I'll never understand that one, why you would move on from Barry Trotz to Lane Lambert. Hey, that's the Islanders' prerogative. I guess that's up to them. As we know, he's also been the head coach of the National Predators. That's where he was the longest period of time before the Capitals and As it turns out, he is hanging up his head coach hat, if you will, for now anyway, to take on a bigger responsibility as the new general manager of the Nashville Predators. And I'm very happy for him. I've always had a fond place for Barry Trotz in my heart. Again, a lot like a lot of other Capitals fans out there, he was the guy to get the Capitals over the top and help Alex Ovechkin get over the top and finally win a Stanley Cup. And he will, we will ever be in his debt for what he did on this team and just a great guy all around. I mean, it's not just the fact that he helped this team win a Stanley Cup, even though that could be enough. It was just that in general, he seemed to be just a really nice guy. He was good to the fans. He was good to, to his, uh, the players it seemed like. So, um, that is, I think, you know, ultimately why we still care about Barry Trotz and why I'm still talking about him right now. So many iconic moments. I remember when they were in the playoffs and he took that lap, skated around the outside, and uh, just kind of reminiscing and thinking back to that season, you know, it, it was against all odds there too. You know, you take a look at when they were playing Columbus and the Lightning, and they're like, there's no way they're going to make it past the Columbus Blue Jackets. How much things have changed now? Columbus was actually a team to be reckoned with back then. The Capitals found a way to defeat them. And then they took on the Tampa Bay Lightning after that, and they're like, okay, the Caps made it past the Blue Jackets. There is no way. They're going to make it past the Tampa Bay Lightning. They did it. And then they, okay, they're like, okay, they got lucky. You know, you know I remember listening to J.J. Regan and Tarek Elbashir on their podcast back in the day, um, and they were talking about it. And even their assessment was, oh, they got past the Columbus Blue Jackets, and they got past the Tampa Bay Lightning. There is no way they're taking on 
the Golden Knights. And the Golden Knights was a team to be reckoned with that year. And the Caps did it. And they did it with Barry Trotz as the head coach. And uh, that's that's you know one of the things I'm looking back fondly here. But talking about him and his new job, Barry Trotz is ready to return to the NHL, but this time he won't be behind the bench. Instead, he will be the next general manager of the Preds. The organization announced on Sunday that former Washington Caps and longtime Nashville Predators bench boss will be the second ever, ever Predators general manager and succeed current hockey operations and GM David Poyle, who will retire from the role. Poyle worked with the Predators for 26 years. Trotz will get started immediately, but won't officially be the GM until July 1st. Trotz spent 15 years as the head coach of the Preds from 1998 to 2014, going a 557, 479, 60, and 100 before being replaced by Peter Laviolette, who was now at the helm of D.C., Kind of funny how that worked. After that, he coached the Caps for four years and led the team to the Stanley Cup in 2018. Trotz then took a job with the Isles, but he was fired after failing to bring them the team to the playoffs in his third season following the back-to-back trips to the Eastern Conference Final. He was on the top coaching names out there and had offers from Winnipeg Jets, but had turned down the job to focus on his family. And, uh, you know, again, admirable thing to do. I could see why he did that, but good for good on Barry Trotz for taking on a bigger role. I think he will kill it. Uh, he seems to take on every challenge in his life with grace and uh, has success seems to follow him around. I know that he didn't get the objective or he didn't get where he wanted to be uh, with the Isles, but ultimately, um, you know, a great coach did a good job with the Preds, got the Caps, a Stanley Cup, and, you know, he didn't get the, the Islanders where they wanted to go, but I think that that had more to do with just some crazy logic with uh, Lou Lamarillo and the Islanders out there. Um, I ultimately think that he put the, the Islanders in a better position than Lane Lambert, but who am I? I'm just a podcast host. So that is my assessment. I am happy for Barry Trotz. I wish him nothing but the best. I wish him nothing but the best, except for when the Predators play the Caps. Then... I hope that the Predators lose horribly because at the end of the day, I'm I'm all about team caps here, and I think that you should be uh, as well. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second Locked On game-to-game NHL. Every moment and every performance, every result, Locked On game-to-game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis from our local Locked On hosts. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And guys, make sure and follow this show. Follow, subscribe, so you know when the new podcasts are available. It's available on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, make sure and subscribe on YouTube. Make sure and hit that like button. Leave some comments. Help blow this YouTube page up and make it really big. I would be most grateful to you for that. And also, later this week, we will have Matt Wyrick on the show as we talk about the trade deadline pending and what activity do we think the Capitals will be making out there. And then, of course, on Friday, it's going to be jam-packed from morning to evening talking about the trade deadline and what moves the Capitals made. It's going to be exciting. I hope you're along for the ride. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, and I'll talk to you again next time.